Whether you're old, new, late, early, recent, past, future, present, or out of time, I'm Thomas, and say hello, Chris. Hi. Sorry. Hello. That's more like it. Good. Uh, and I don't know about you, Chris, but today I've got a pretty bad case of loving who. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, it's particularly strong because today we're talking about Heaven Sent, directed by Rachel Talale, Talale and written by Stephen Moffat. Uh, look, you can email us at abcoflovingwho at gmail.com if you would like for any reason. Um, and that is all I need to say. Let's talk about it. Um, mm -hmm. It is a very... Very unique episode. Exactly. It's pretty much just a Peter Capaldi episode. Uh, we, we see a couple of glimpses yep. of Clara, but it's just mm -hmm. him, pretty much. Uh, so, you know, turn left and blink, where the Doctor's hardly in them. This is pretty much the opposite. Mm. There's no one but the Doctor. Exactly. And how did you like that? Do you think it worked? In this case, I did think it worked. Because uh, um, Petty Capote was very um, engaging on screen. Indeed, I completely agree. And he needed to carry us through it because it was Definitely. hard to know what was going on for pretty much the whole thing, wasn't it? It was only until the last yeah. quarter or so that we started getting answers. Yep. Yeah, even though through all Peter's wanderings and the Doctor talking aloud to us, even though he was always doing that, there was no real answers. It was just a whole lot of questions throughout until, as you said, last 10 minutes. Yeah, that's right. And then even then... Not everything was answered, was it? We still don't know really why uh, he was in this place, Not which was kind of inside his confession diary. But there were certainly most of the things we saw earlier in the episode answered. That's right. Yeah, we kind of know why, how that kind of setup worked, what kind of puzzle yeah. prison yeah. that was. Um, and so it yeah. made sense how he got out quite cleverly yeah well sort of but yeah <laughs> what do you mean sort of well i still don't think a hand can do that much damage to diamond well that's well yeah well, 200 times stronger than diamond um, yeah but um, um but he did even, do it for like 20 million what was it in the end like 20 million years maybe 2 million yeah 2 billion something like, something like that, that. Even even then, it. I'm um, I'm still not entirely sure, but then again, um, water does erode um, mountains. So, right. So a fist. So yeah, um, I think I've just convinced myself that a fist 
would be able to do that. But over 20 million years. But if we kind of pick into it, it certainly doesn't make sense the way we saw it, though, does it? Because it kind of, he makes a big kind of tunnel through it, which would mean punching all the corners and everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think, really, he'd just try and punch a little hole and then squeeze through it. Yeah. Um, It'd be logical. But then again, the creature may not be able to follow him through a little hole, so he has to keep punching a big hole and die. And so speaking of the creature, um, this failed creature, we don't find out much about what that is either, but it it's constantly following mm-hmm. him. And um, I don't know if you know the movie It Follows, but that is a horror movie that has a monster that's exactly the same as this. So it's um, it's pretty much exactly the same, okay. but that's okay. I like how they use it here. It keeps, it makes sure yeah. the Doctor can't stay in one spot. He's always kind of on his toes in this episode. Yeah. And it's, it's clearly a Stephen Moffat episode, isn't it? It's uh, like completely mm. paradoxical and really complicated and all kind of fits yeah. together at the end. Uh, which he does, man, he does it a lot. He must just spend so much time sitting around thinking of these complicated episodes. These are great episodes. But I loved it um, early on in the episode where the doctor throws the um, chair or stool out the window and then we get a glimpse into his mind and what he's actually thinking at this point, um, where he sort of suddenly goes into the TARDIS and starts explaining things. Yeah, that's really Um, cool. Which is the first time we see that, and that comes back a few times in the episode. But um, definitely to put something like that in, like, in four or five other episodes this season could not be done. Mm. It's really so. cool. I like the way they explain it, that um, that he explains that, that he he can go there just because he is he's thinking so fast. Uh, so he's yeah. just thinking so fast that he can imagine all of this, which is kind of the Doctor's uh, main superpower, really, is fast thinking. It's well, only superpower. <laughs> True. In a way. That and regeneration, yeah. Uh, so it's a cool way of kind of um, visualising that. Uh, even mm. though, like, going back to Stephen Moffat, it's um, a lot of these things are very Sherlocky, and I feel like he might have yeah. forgotten which show he was writing a few times because Sherlock has his yeah. mind palace that he goes to, very similar. Mm-hmm. That's very, yeah, that's what I was um, thinking when I saw this. Indeed. Uh, but it also feels... Did you get the feeling it it was a lot like a classic episode again? We've said that a few times this season, but um, somehow it just felt uh, classic, maybe because Peter Capaldi's Doctor is so much like uh, like the second or third... The third Doctor, really. I, I just get that mm. vibe of him puncing about and thinking through things slowly. It feels classic. Yeah, I, I haven't seen much of Paul, 
well, any of the third Doctor mm-hmm. to really get that vibe from him. Um, but a few sets there, it's prob- it probably is. There was actually one point near the end when uh, when he's bleeding uh, and we see him kind of roll over or something. I actually thought that they were, for some reason, showing a clip of the third Doctor. He looked so much like him. But, um, yeah, I don't okay. Yeah. Like, this episode, I think, is so great. But one very nitpicky thing I can chuck out is um, just near the beginning, they show that quick flashback to last episode when Clara dies. Yeah. I thought that's totally unnecessary. Like, we, he's talking about Sorry. Clara died. We don't need to see it. It just... I think it ruined that yeah. little bit, annoyingly, just that bit of editing. Yeah. Hmm. Just a bit of the top. Yeah. Uh, but it's so epic, isn't it? Like, all those skulls we see in the ocean, and they're all the Doctor's yeah. skull. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to um, go back and actually see if they're all exactly the same skull. I mean, I know they are. <laughs> That's, yeah, very um, nitpicky. very nitpicky, very critical. <laughs> Each yeah. skull, got to look at every single skull they showed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, surely it would be, but no. It's just so great. Like, all all the stuff, like him standing at the top of the... um the castle with one of the skulls it looks like hamlet and he's just there just thinking about it all it's brilliant episode yeah indeed um certainly in um a few other episodes this season i've just been um thinking as i've watched it that there's something off and something not quite right here um, but in this episode, there's none of that. It was like, I know that I have no idea what this means, but it, in a good way. Mm-hmm. In a way that I don't really need to know because I'm so engaged by the story and the um, Doctor in particular. Mm, I agree. And one thing I thought is that... Um... This really, I think, is an episode where, which suits Capaldi's Doctor so much. I tried to imagine mm. Tennant or Smith being in this episode, and it just wouldn't play out in the same way. I feel like their Doctors might not even no. be able to w- work out a way out of this. They'd be too uh, emotional and actiony. They wouldn't. Yeah. 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 Explore and think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and great music. Um, in this episode, oh, yeah. yeah, that stood out at a few points, and I'm definitely yeah. planning to watch it again. There's, I feel like there's a lot of little things that I can't talk about because I didn't understand them on that first watch, but that will um yeah. kind of become clearer sure when I watch it again. There's one piece of music in particular, which was um, I can't remember when it was, but yeah, I was. I was amazed at just how good it was and how perfectly it fitted. Mm. It wasn't the classic sad music. It was the hint of suspense 
um, even though it was just the Doctor. I think it was as he was um, uh, walking down one of the hallways. Um, but also, I wanted to say this before, going back to um, how I got um, lost in the episode, um, I thought a n- number of times, when is this going to end? I was engaged in the episode. I, was, I honestly thought it was going longer than the 45-minute type thing. Yep. And so, um, yeah, and it was uh, closer to fifty-five, wasn't it? Um, did you notice that? Was it? I didn't actually notice. Um, that might have been. Look, I'm confirming right now because I didn't check for sure, but I think it looked like the runtime was about fifty-five minutes on this episode, a good ten longer than that, usual. That would explain it, because normally I'm a reasonable judge of time. But, uh, yep, 55 minutes. Yeah, and I got yeah. the same feeling as you that this is going on, uh, not in a bad way, but it's going on and feels like something bigger yeah. and kind of yeah. more Agreed. more uh, epic than usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end, um, the Doctor breaks out. Sorry, uh, oh, yeah, go if for it. We if you don't know this already, spoilers. But yes, continue at the end. Oh, yes. Um, at the end of the episode, uh, the Doctor does break out and breaks, breaks out of the confession dial and onto Gallifrey. And, and then he says that um, this uh, Dalek-Time Lord hybrid that we've had mentions of in this episode and at the start of the series is him, and he is there to uh, destroy um, Gallifrey and the Time Lords. Yes. That's quite a twist. (laughs) Indeed. What do you make of it? I can't really make anything until I see it play out. But if you ask me, I don't really like it at this stage. Um, just because of the fact that you had Christopher Eccleston and um, David Tennant even and Matt Smith as well, they were all quite ashamed of the fact that they thought they had blown up Gallifrey. Mm. And then you have Peter Capaldi come in who knows he hasn't blown up Gallifrey, and yet he wants to he wants to block Gallifrey, in in a sense. Yeah, that's right. It's it's something that seems hard to explain, and like as long as they've got, yeah, I'm just hoping they've got some very good kind of explanation for it. I. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we were saying at the end of um, last episode that we were intrigued by the Doctor's anger and revenge mm. um, because this is something we haven't seen from him. But at the same time, it was very unusual. 
and we weren't quite sure why. I do wonder if this is just an idea, but if there's a chance it has something to do with how, you know, how the Time Lords kind of became evil during the Time War. They, um, <laughs> they lost their way and the Doctor decided he had to destroy them. And that was never kind of resolved since they, they brought Gallifrey back. So maybe mm -hmm. um, he just still has to destroy them because they are uh, messed up. Yes, it's a good thought. Yeah, we will see. But I, mm -hmm. d it, despite the um, ways it doesn't make sense yet, I just love the twist that he's been searching for Gallifrey this whole time and we think he's searching for home and then he gets there and he says he's going to destroy it. How yeah. <laughs> crazy, yeah. crazy stuff. Mm. Yeah. Uh, quick question. Mm. When did you work out that it was Gallifrey? Um, I started getting suspicious when he was looking up at the stars in this episode and I, and he was, uh, confused by where he was. Um, yep. But then only really knew when they, they showed that big domey cathedrally city at the end. Okay. Um, I recognized straight away as the red planet, so mm -hmm. there'd be um lots of red sand and red mountains, so Though Scarrow yeah. looks pretty similar, doesn't it? <laughs> to Gallifrey, yeah. which is an interesting thing. Mm. Ironic. But yeah. And that dome thing does give it away. And if you don't know that, we're not judging you. It's just go back and watch the, the Doctor. It is funny how it's... I think it was maybe Series 3 that they first showed that dome on Gallifrey kind of thing. Uh, and uh, there was that Martha episode on New New Earth. I, in the traffic underneath and at the end the yeah. doctor talks about Gallifrey oh, um, okay, yeah. and it's just funny that ever since then every time they show Gallifrey or something it's uh it's just that kind of one that one mm -hmm. view of that one city that one, very yeah. iconic mm. well there's definitely a lot gonna happen uh next week uh I just yeah. checked and um the next episode is an hour long, so that's good because uh, okay. I've got plenty to get through, I feel. <laughs> yep, indeed. Until then, yep. where can you be found on the internet? Uh, you can find my um, ramblings at waitwhatsorry.com. Waitwhatsorry.where? Not dot where, <laughs> dot com. Uh, you should get a dot where, just in case. That would be, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me at thoromus.com and our last words Ah. Come on. Why do I always have to come up with last words? I mean, I love it, don't get me wrong, but really the last word should just be These last are a lot words. of last words. Sorry, no, I interrupted the last words. You did. The last words should just be the last words. Mm -hmm.